Hello, and welcome back to Hangers Together. It's Advent Sunday, the beginning of the church year. Let's go straight over to the Venerable Peter Sutton, who leads our reflections on this day of hope in what has been a troubling year for us all. Hello. Today, a new church year begins, the cycle of the seasons tell and the services of the church usually relive the Christian story. Advent marks a time of waiting, the time to be mindful that Christ comes again and again. The season makes us think about his coming in poverty to Bethlehem and his coming in glory, when for all humanity God becomes fully known. We seem to spend a lot of time waiting for good news about the pandemic and hopefully with a vaccine there is hope on the horizon. 2020, a year drawing to a close, has meant that waiting for lots of different things has become normal. In addition to good news about vaccines, we've waited for news of infection rates and deaths. We've waited for news of those fearful for their health, their jobs, their homes. We've waited for shopping to be delivered, for scientists to agree and we've waited for an end to all of this and a new beginning, whenever it comes. The arrival of Advent will not see us waiting any less, but it does focus our minds away from ourselves and more upon God. The God who came as a child into poverty of Bethlehem and who will come in glory, but at God's timing, not ours. This week, Jack Darby will give a reflection for us. Jack, who lives near Fareham, is a community nurse and often comes to church at Priors Dean, where she and her husband John were married in September. There is a link in church news to watch Jack's reflection rather than just listen, if you prefer. It's always good to put a face to a name. And I hope that as more normal services resume, you'll see something of Jack in the benefice as she gains more experience of leading worship. Jack is exploring ordination, which is just one form of Christian ministry. She has waited and continues to wait as her calling to ministry is considered by others. It's a form of active waiting, doing different things to see how it feels and whether or not the call to ministry is affirmed. God calls us all, and in the Advent waiting this year, let's try to think about what it is God hopes for from us as we enter a new stage of life. And normally, in Advent services, we begin by lighting candles on the Advent wreath. So listen very carefully as I strike a match and light the first candle of Advent. And after a moment of silence, I'll say the Advent Collect. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and to put on the armour of light now in the time of this mortal life in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to us in great humility, 
that on the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Gospel reading for this week is from St Mark's Gospel, chapter 13. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree its lesson, as soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that the summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near, at the very gates. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away before all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch, for you do not know when the time will come. Tis like a man going on a journey, when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all. Watch. Now Jack offers her reflection for Advent, and following some music for the great hymn of Advent, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Some of you of a certain generation might remember making Advent wreaths as a time of making the Blue Peter Advent wreath. Blue Peter was a BBC children's programme and each year there was a set of instructions given out about how to make this wreath, which had four candles, which were then lit in turn each week leading up to Christmas. So for me, it was the stripping of coat hangers and rescuing the damp tinsel from the attic, which heralded Advent. The creativity of children over the nation, harnessed for a story of hope. So long as we asked the grown-ups for help, the only risk assessment which anyone thought was necessary back in those days. Advent is the start of telling the Christian story of God's eternal love for us, spread over a human-sized year. Before we celebrate the Christ child brought into the light of history, by tradition we recall the ancestors of our faith. And on this first Sunday in Advent, we think about the patriarchs of the Old Testament, the men and women who were not yet settled in their own countries, but who were nomadic. 
They owned flocks and herds, and their real occupation was the care of those creatures whom they took with them wherever they went, and who sustained them. They took their God with them too, and Genesis tells us about the membership of a given human community and the worship of a particular God. This seems to have been a close relationship. Abraham was no saint and he had plenty of doubts, but he believed the promise of God, even though from a human aspect, everything was against that promise. How can Abraham and those other figures throw light upon our gospel for today? Jesus tells his disciples to watch and wait as something is about to happen. The cycle of growth and change for the fig tree is in contrast to the workers who are waiting for the homeowner to return. And it would seem that the unknowing and the uncertainty could make the workers complacent. So perhaps the message is that the timing of whatever is to come is simply not relevant. It is the preparedness for what is to come which matters. When we are tired, as many of us are at this time, and when our perceptions of things might be dulled because we are waiting for something to give in a very bleak landscape, we can still be spiritually awake. The God who created us is still involved in creating us. The situation with COVID and the struggle to come to terms with the loss of our normal sense of certainty asks us to look at the story of our own lives now in the context of hope. Just as the figures of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob have acquired characteristics which go beyond their individual stories, the love of God is the love for all of us and not just a few chosen people. And we are not created for selfish purposes, but for the task of loving and sharing in relation to the world as a whole. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. God is faithful to us even when we are tired. We know the story of hope from the cross, and it is part of our discipleship to carry that story with us. Perhaps some of us feel that we are looking beyond our own known world at this moment with the change in the rhythms and rituals of our lives, but God remains with us. In the spirit of those who have gone before us, we carry Christ with us as we face uncertain journeys, but we are always arriving in Bethlehem.
us pray. Watchful at all times, let us pray for strength to stand with confidence before our Maker and Redeemer, that God may bring in his kingdom with justice and mercy. Let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy. That God may establish among the nations his scepter of righteousness. Let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy. That we may seek Christ in the scriptures and recognise him again in the breaking of the bread. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That God may bind up the brokenhearted, restore the sick, and raise up all who have fallen. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That the light of God's coming may dawn on all who live in darkness and the shadow of death. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That with all of the saints in light we may shine forth as lights for the world. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We commend ourselves and all for whom we pray to the mercy and protection of our Heavenly Father. O Lord our God, make us watchful and keep us faithful as we await the coming of your Son, our Lord, that when he shall appear, he may not find us sleeping in sin, but active in his service, and joyful in his praise. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now may God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless and keep us always. Amen. Thank you, Peter, for such an uplifting service and for such lovely music. Thanks also to Jack Darby for her positive and thought-provoking reflection. It's very good to hear that we should be seeing more of her in the Benefice in the future. In the meantime, as Peter mentioned, there's an opportunity to watch Jack's reflection on video. Just follow the link in Church News. That's all for this week. We hope that you'll join us again next week. Stay safe and God bless.